I'm Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that hopes to give you inspiration and tools to live a more satisfying life. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. If you enjoy listening, you can head to the NHK World website to watch. You'll find interviews with people from all walks of life. We only have so much attention we can give to the events going on in our lives. Between our jobs, our families, our hobbies, and our everyday worries, we don't have much time for what's going on in the world. Most of us barely have the bandwidth to skim through breaking news. This phenomenon, known as news fatigue, is all the more prevalent in our information-saturated, heavily connected world. Unfortunately, nefarious actors know about news fatigue and use it to their advantage. Many ongoing wars and conflicts have been forgotten by the media. Somalia, Syria, Yemen, the drug wars in Colombia and Mexico, religious extremists in North Africa, all continue to claim victims every day. Today's guest is begging us not to forget about the conflict that is currently ravaging his country. Shibuya Zarni was born in Yangon, Myanmar, in 1985. He has known turmoil since he was a small child. At eight years old, his family fled to Japan, where he has since become a prominent fashion designer. Yet he hasn't forgotten the conflict in his home country. How is Zarni helping the people of Myanmar, and what motivated him to do so? Let's join narrator Daniel Duncan and find out on today's episode of Vision Vibes. Our guest today is fashion designer Shibuya Zarni. Zarni runs his own fashion brand. His gorgeous jewelry and clothing designs have earned him acclaim in Japan and internationally. He even designed the outfit that Aung San Suu Kyi wore when she gave her Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech in 2012. For many years, he's been working to provide support to his native Myanmar. Myanmar is in an ongoing civil war following a military coup. We asked Zarni about the work he does to support the people of his country of birth. The lack of interest of the human rights of the Burmese people should not be ignored. I'm not talking about a political issue. I'm talking about the human rights. I'm talking about how important human relations are. So I have a responsibility to report to them what happened in Myanmar, because Burma is Myanmar. It's my motherland. Myanmar is a country in Southeast Asia that has been heavily influenced by Buddhist culture. The people are known for their friendly, welcoming nature. But the country itself has seesawed between military and democratic civilian rule ever since it gained its independence from Britain in 1948. Following a military coup in February 2021, fighting intensified between the junta and pro-democracy forces, and the country spiraled into civil war. Many people have lost their homes and family members. 
I tried to contact that government in exile in Burma, Myanmar, with the Japan and government for the first time. I speak to the UNHLC, Human Rights Council, and I report to the UNHCR, and uh, High Commissioner for Refugees. However, nothing changed as I expected. Uh, this is upsetting, and as a response, I established the, the Fulman Foundation and with my fashion industry friends in here, Tokyo. In April 2021, Zarni established the Full Moon Foundation to support those struggling in Myanmar. He relies on messaging apps and video calls to stay connected and get a feel for what's happening on the ground. On this day, he received a call from a Catholic priest who's aiding people who have been displaced to the mountains. People in Burma, is Myanmar, they send me a message when there is need them. My directed connections can get news to me and faster than is global media. I need to tell this war about what's happening in Myanmar right now. In order to spread awareness of the situation in Myanmar, Zarni regularly takes to social media to post updates about the conflict and share his support efforts. He's careful not to disclose sensitive information. I am careful to blend their faces and edit the patterns on their clothes before I publish anything in the media in the hope that this save lives. His efforts to communicate the plight of people on the ground have helped his foundation to collect donations. These have allowed him to send food aid to those fleeing oppression. He's also dispatched medical personnel to provide treatment to people suffering from malnutrition and other problems. And he's supported the construction of new homes and villages for those who no longer have one. That includes digging wells and building other facilities that are essential to everyday life. I want to keep on the daily values of what they people that need. Today is after this one years and a half. Some people died, some people were arrested, and some people still report to me. So we're still in contact with each other. So maybe we can say this military coup of terror has never broke our friendship. Zarni was born in the city of Yangon in Myanmar in 1985. He lived in a large household with his extended family. Memory in childhood is always beautiful. I was raised by the grandparents. Breakfast was the usual. It fell with chucked around the table. But then in 1988, his peaceful life was changed forever. There was a pro-democracy uprising against the ruling military regime. Zarni's father took part in the movement. Zarni himself was just three years old at the time. I remember my grandmother told me, 
If you hear a shooting, you need to get under the bed. One morning, our home got shot is by soldiers of the military coup. Of course, I got is under the bed, and I luckily survived. His father, fearing for his life, fled to Japan. When Zarni was eight, he and his mother moved to Japan to join him. When the family arrived at the airport in the then Burmese capital in Rangoon, today's Yangon, the tears began to flow. I felt so scared. Uh, that's when I realized that maybe this was my last day in Burma. Zarni found himself in a foreign land where he didn't understand the language. As he tried to acclimate, he used fashion to both express and protect himself. I wear fashionable T-shirts and cream sneakers. I thought that if I'm wearing the trendy item, and I would not be a bully. It was my independent spirits. That's how I grew up. My generation created a new wave of street fashion. It did not matter is where you were from or is who you were. Our lives were all about enjoying fashion. Zarni was emboldened by his love of fashion. He was scouted to become a model when he was a university student. He appeared in prominent fashion magazines and on billboards. Meanwhile, he taught himself fashion design and began working as a designer. Then in 2007, something happened that made him rethink his life and priorities. He saw footage of Myanmar's military regime attacking Buddhist monks who were leading pro-democracy protests. Up until that point, Zarni hadn't made his refugee story a large part of his public persona. The military were attacked them, killed them. I was very shocked. That really upset me. First, I was thinking what I should do. It was then I decided to speak up and include my past as part of who I am. So I opened up about my background, the Burma, as Myanmar, and my refugee history. Zarni resolved to get back in touch with his roots. He began working with the UN Refugee Agency as a public relations member. He began raising support for refugees and opening up about his own story to spread awareness of refugee issues around the world. In 2013, he returned to an increasingly democratic Myanmar for the first time in 20 years. He was able to pay his respects to his late grandparents. It was deeply poignant. This was the land of my blood. I was dreaming to be back and finally I could. 
In 2016, he was invited to a banquet in Japan that would prove to be another turning point in his life. I had the honor to be introduced to the legendary Onsen Suji. She was kind enough to say that my Burmese was still good, despite being away for so long. She also asked me, why have not you been active in Burma, Myanmar? Well, a simple question, but it made me think. Then I decided to work for a boat country to make Myanmar and Japan friendships. Zarni began working to strengthen ties between the two countries. In 2019, he made arrangements for a member of Japan's imperial family to make an official visit to Myanmar. He also wanted to do something to help the people of Myanmar. He began creating educational opportunities for disadvantaged local children. That includes providing sewing classes at a Buddhist temple. Following the military coup in 2021, he organized Japanese lessons for children living in evacuation centers. Drawing on his own experiences as a refugee, Zarni hopes to empower the children with skills that will help them to succeed in the wider world. People need a skill, and the skill is needs to the special offense living in temple, and they need to leave the temple someday with the skill. It may be possible that they can find a way to survive. After military coup happening half years later, they start to dreaming of overseas. This reminds me the hope I had when I started to run in Japanese. I decided to start a Japanese class for them. If I can give there is a bright future to them, the light would be a hope for them. The ultimate goal of the Friedman Foundation is to reach the point when it is no longer necessary. Do everything you want to do, and do it now. When I was a college student at 30 years, uncertain about my future, my mother told me something is very important at the time. She said, do everything, Zani, uh, you want to do, and do it now. Do not let the feeling of inferiority hold you back. It was a very strong message to me. I still always hold this message and carrying in my life. I would like to share this words to whole young generations. Do everything you want to do and do it now. It's the kind of inspirational quote you often hear from successful people. We only get a finite amount of opportunities in life, so it's important to make use of every single one. It's easy to think of life goals from that kind of individual lens. I do it all the time. 
I have to wake up early, hit the gym, work hard, focus on my dreams, that kind of thing. But what Zarni reminds us is that we all share the same hunger for a meaningful life. The children of Myanmar also have things they want to do, people they want to become. But in their case, the biggest obstacle isn't being shy or procrastinating. It's an armed conflict. And we have ways in which we can help. For example, we can support Zarni and the many other organizations working on the ground to make those kids' lives better. Doing so could even help us break out of our individualistic bubbles. We might discover a new facet of who we are and what we want to do in life. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Tillet. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes. <laughs>